0: you are at war with yourself and likely don't realize it your thoughts beliefs habits and actions often sabotage you are they helping you overcome adversity or setting you up for failure to win this battle you must connect with your inner warrior we all have a warrior within us one that strengthens our resolve and helps us to rise to meet life's challenges if you're just surviving rather than thriving then it's time to embrace the warrior archetype, live the warrior ethos, and ascend. If you are a veteran, first responder, or someone looking to take charge of your life, find your tribe, and then be the hero of your own story, this podcast is for you. Join Mike Kinney and Matt Hastings, two retired U.S. Army officers who served in U.S. Army Special Operations and Army Aviation units as they share with you optimal performance practices they learned in their time, With the Military and Warrior's Ascent, a 501c3 nonprofit that helps veterans and warriors with PTS.
1: Well, all right. Welcome to the Warrior's Ascent podcast with your hosts, Mike and Matt. Hello. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, again, season three, here we are. So this episode, Healthy Boundaries, I'm going to quote Robert Frost, one of my favorite... uh, Poets, right? I'm, I'm going to attribute it to him. I'm pretty sure it's him. Good fences make good neighbors, right? So having those healthy boundaries, very, very important. So I'll start off by asking, if um, you ever found yourself in a situation where, really, I'll say more specifically, do you have friends, acquaintances, coworkers, whomever, that just kind of drain you, Right. It's drama all the time, you know, and you're like, oh my God, every time Eeyore, Eeyore, right, right, from, you know, what, Winnie the Pooh, Pooh, right, yeah. yeah. No, where, you know, you interact with these people and they don't fill your cup, man, they, they empty your cup, you know, and you're just like, oh God, man, you know, I, I don't want to be dragged into this drama, you know, and then there's the, you know, the converse, which is, hey, the people that, uh, just are always very upbeat. Um, they fill your cup, you know, people that you like to be around, you know, guys like our yoga guy, Kerry, right. who, you know, he comes into town and he's namaste, my brothers. And you're just like, man, Kerry's just got a good spirit. He's very positive, very upbeat, very complimentary. Brings good energy. Yeah. He brings good energy, right? You know, again, and I'll quote Oprah Winfrey, where, you know, she says, you're responsible for the energy that you bring into this room, you know, yep. so be mindful of that. But, you know, we all know people that we love to be around. And then there are people that, quite frankly, you're just like, I don't want to get sucked into your your drama, right? And it's just always drama and negativity, right? So we've said before, Mm -hmm. you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So be mindful of the people that you're spending the most time with, right? Make sure that they're positive. So all of that being said you know, what's the best way to do that? I would say healthy boundaries, healthy boundaries. So right. what's your experience? What, do, what well, are yeah, your I thoughts mean, on the matter in terms of who your five people and and well, how I mean, do you deal with difficult people?
0: You know, I think that's right. And I would say that sometimes some one of your people has a bad day, bad week, and they need to be down in the dumps and talk to you, ask you, you know, and that's, that's what some of that relationship is. But normally, even an average of that person would say that they're more good energy than they are negative energy. You know, to me, that would make it more about how, how often would I hang out with that person or how often, you know, like... But some people are just super important to you because they're that one person you can tell your inner demons about to and all this stuff. Um. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of... I never really... Knew the whole five that I think that's a pretty interesting concept to say you're a sum of the five people because you do need to balance it or the average. Yeah. So you need to balance it out by having the upper people, but like the people that are sometimes too disgustingly happy all the time, you know, again, it's like, ah, can you. Unbridled optimism, um, you know, kind of like
1: naivete. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, can I be, can I be down for a minute? Can I say something cynical for five minutes? You know, I don't know, but I don't really have that. But uh, I think that is is pretty cool concept to just balance you out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not at all saying you need to divest yourself of anybody that's negative or has no, any level of negativity yeah. and then surround yourself with these naive, hyper-optimistic, you know, Pollyannish, yes-men yeah. yes, that like, the world is great. It's just like, you know, hey, I love life, I got it, but... There's some bad stuff out there, too. I consider yeah. myself like a, a pragmatic realist. You know, that's me. But, you know, point being, yeah, you want people to kind of, you know, level you out where, you know, you get the people that are going to tell it to you straight mm-hmm. and be like, all right, hey, here's the deal. And then the people that are like, hey, no, it's all going to be good, man, that are very optimistic yeah. and, and, and clearly... And I'm not saying, oh, and then you need people in your life that are, you know, pessimistic downers. I'm not saying that at all. You know, it's just be mindful of the people that are in your life and you may have no choice in the matter. You know, it might be, you know, like I say, wife and kids and this and that, but a relative, maybe it's a coworker. You spend a lot of time working, you know, and maybe it's a coworker that, man, you spend eight or plus, eight plus hours of your life per day, you know, a 40-hour work week plus, at work, and guess what? If your boss or your you know whomever, it's hard to do. Yeah, you know yeah. They, they might be in it. You're like, oh, geez, you know. So then, how is it that you how is it that you mitigate that or manage that?
0: I mean, you would have to have some sort of a hobby or some sort of thing that just brings you pleasure when you're not at that location of work. You know, go fishing, go whatever it is to go to nature, go to
1: to kind of offset to balance, that, yeah, you know, or to realize. Yeah. It. No doubt. No doubt. You know, some, something that's recuperative, restorative, that is definitely a technique, but I've got good news. I've got something. (laughs) I've got something that we can talk about to kind of help navigate, you know, number one, you know, again, as my friend Brian Johnson from, from heroic will say, know the game you're playing and play it well. So Mm. half the battle is knowing the game and then knowing how to play it is the rest. Um, No, but I'm going to introduce a a, a concept, a rubric called the Cardman Drama Triangle. So Dr. Stephen Cardman, MD, is the one that's come up with this. And I want to say it was back in the 60s. Don't quote me on that. So for those that want to do further research, they can do so. But clearly this isn't my construct. A a man- Mike Cardman. Much more erudite than than me (laughs) has has developed this. Um, But what he'll say is in personal interactions, you know, especially the dramatic type, You've got really three personas, right? There's the villain, the hero, and the victim. And most people find themselves in one of those roles, which is very, very interesting. And I'll say in retrospect, I look back, certainly not at my life you know in totality, but I'll say certain circumstances, certain instances, certain chapters, wherein you're like, oh yeah, I was definitely immersed in in that drama triangle you know whether as the you know the villain and we had this discussion the villain and the persecutor i mean i'm usually pretty good about not playing the victim everybody to a degree will go why did this happen to me why can't people just do this why is it and then i'm pretty good about like no no no, man i gotta get out of that i gotta boom but i, I i'll you know i'll admit that i think everybody spends some time in that victim mentality But as a leader, you know, officer, whatever it might be that, you know.
0: You have to get that out of your personality.
1: Well, there's that. But then the the villain or the persecutor holding somebody to a standard. My experience has been sometimes no matter how diplomatic you are, you know, when you're telling someone something they don't want to hear, you know, sometimes... Man, you're, you're labeled as a, as a villain or a persecutor. And sometimes if you don't handle it well, maybe you are. You know, if you're like, all right, man, I'm tired of your crap. You know, I've had enough. And you, you know, lose control or you're just tired of it. You can be perceived as that. And then there's the, you know, the hero or the rec- rescuer, you know, usually a third party. And they're the ones that they're going to be the intermediary, the interlocutor, whatever it might be. That comes in and says, okay, I'm gonna solve this problem. Or they come in at somebody's behest or assistance that, you know, you can't do that, or, you know, you need to be this way or that way. And oftentimes, you know, they're trying to play the hero to ameliorate, you know, whatever drama, stress, or tension exists, you know, in the relationship, you know, and make nice and, hey, they just want peace. But oftentimes what they're doing is they're mucking stuff up, man, because it's like you've only got one side of the story or you're right, not normally. seeing everything. You're weighing in on someone's behalf. Have you even considered my, my, my part of the story or what it is that I'm trying to achieve hmm. or the things that they're not doing? And, and more often than not, it's like, oh, no, I'm not. Yeah. So you're really not being helpful. You ever been in any situations like that? Well,
0: yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, as a person who it's ha- it's happened to me and I've watched it happening to me where, especially in a combat situation where you're about ready to go do a mission and it's going to be dangerous and there's potential that people are going to die and it could be you and they're trying to get you to do it anyway or you're trying to get the rest of your team to do stuff that – Well, nobody wants to do things like that. You know, like I don't want to go face danger that I might die right now today. But um, somehow you've got to deliver this like you're this is the things we're going to do and and get them to do it with you. And that and that is, you know, to me, like you said, sometimes people push back. Well, why? Why are we doing that? Why are we doing it that way? And it's like sometimes the answer is because I said so, (laughs) because we planned it. Because right. there's contingencies based on it, because there's a whole lot going on, you know that's right and um so to me that's that's one and i mean you you have an opportunity to be uh, to several things there like you're the way you deliver that is very important, like we're talking about
1: right, not being abrasive, being firm I mean to handle this again very adroitly is, is it's it's an art, but it's necessary mm-hmm and to your point, I mean, you know, one of the things about this is you can find yourself moving roles as well. Oh, yeah. So you can be the, the, the perceived villain or persecutor, right? Mm-hmm. Where we'll, we'll use, you know, be, being a leader as an example, you make the call, you make the hard call, you, I don't know, give somebody an article 15, or um, you hold someone to a standard, or maybe in your case, you ground somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, you're not flying. You're unsafe. You know, and I'm just throwing that out there, you know, and they're like, that's not fair. You. And you're like, no, man, that was, that was a big mistake that you made. That wasn't a minor oversight. You could have down that aircraft. So boom. So in some people's eyes, you're the villain. What? That, you know, that was,
0: In other words, you're that rescuing. was just way too yeah, much. Exactly. Right.
1: You know, that, that's that, that was way too much, you know, their, their oversight didn't call for something that extreme as an example, right? So they're they're playing the victim that, you know, and you in your mind, you're like, no, that's clearly, you need to rethink what it is that you're doing. Right. The rescuer could be maybe the battalion commander. And he's just like, Matt, man, you know, we need our pilots, you know, mm-hmm. we need our pilots. I need all my people. And yeah, you know, yeah, that's this and that. And you're like, sir, you're, man, I'm, I'm the instructor pilot here. You know, I'm, I'm the head guy. That guy's unsafe. You Mm -hmm. know, he's going to be a liability. He's going to get somebody killed. Now you've got that third party hero rescuer coming in saying, no, 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 you know, I'm going to make peace. And why don't we just agree to this and that? And, and here's the interesting thing. Now he's putting pressure on you. Now you start becoming the victim. Because you're like, sir, you're putting me in a bad spot. This happens. Yeah, Yeah. this is where I'm You're putting me in a bad spot. I'm trying to uphold a standard. Right. I'm trying to make sure everyone's safe. You're putting on pressure. You're putting pressure on me to to overlook this. And now I feel disrespected. I feel like I'm not being backed.
0: And now you're the victim.
1: And you see how now all of a sudden, depending upon your perspective, things change?
0: Well, you'd have to be a chameleon. So like, for instance, I'd go in with the boss... Close the door and we would argue and I'd lose sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he'd tell me the answer. And I didn't like the answer. <laughs> but he'd say, turn around, and execute, move out. Right. So I would, and I'd go out to my guys' team and they look at me like, All right, how'd you you killed it? Right? You didn't, we're not doing that. It's like, no, we're doing it. What? What are you talking about? How did you how are you letting him do that? It's like, I lost, guys. Then instead of like I could switch over to the victim. <laughs> You know what I mean? I could, I could say, these guys are dumb. They don't understand, but we're going to be in trouble. But I didn't. I just said, we're doing it this way now. And and I was told that's called carrying the commander's water, you know, and sometimes you don't want to. And sometimes it's like, I think it's a terrible idea. And people look at me like, I can't believe you you're allowing this. And it's like, one day you're going to grow up and get this job higher up and realize there is no, I'm allowing anything. That's right. Just like anybody else, I'm mm-hmm. commanded to do this, and I'm I'm trying to take this to you and soften it up, right? So that you'll get in these aircraft and go do this dangerous job in the manner in which we're told to do. It doesn't right, right, seem right. super smart to us. And
1: understand the why's. There's a lot bigger why's yeah, than
0: you don't realize. That's right. Outside of our parameters, so just do our piece of the pie. You know, and it's. I remember being one of those younger soldiers looking up to the CW4 going why are you letting him get away with it? You know, and it was the same things like shut up junior. And they didn't give me this, you know, Hey, we're doing it because that's what we're, you know, so you have to mentor somebody who's going to take that next step one day. So they're prepared for this, you know, I don't know. Um, But you can switch between the hero. I mean, I think this is a way to manipulate people in a way um, by switching personalities. Ah, I think people
1: naturally find themselves in different positions based on, again, perspectives. So, you know, by the, say hypothetically, the person that you grounded, they're the victim. You're, you're the persecutor that Mm -hmm. that's their optic. That's their perspective. I'll say the battalion commander comes in. He's thinking he's going to assuage things, make it better. And just say, no, Hey, we're now you're, you're, you perceive that as now I'm being the, you know, I'm the victim here because,
0: Hey man, I'm trying bad. to, you're making mm-hmm. me look
1: bad. I'm trying to uphold the standard. Mm-hmm. You're not back in my play. Mm-hmm. You're putting me in a bad position, mm-hmm. you know? So then there's, then there's that. Um, yeah. Luckily, so th- those are all, you know, that that's i I'm not going to say, I mean, it is, it's a bad position to be in. It's interesting to watch and, and understand and see, okay, well, I think I understand the roles. I think I understand the perspectives. The question then becomes, well, how do you navigate that? And it just so happens. We've got, you know, something that's, I think, pretty but. decent, you know, in, in doing some research. People will say, you know, I mean, number one, hey, if if you're not careful, this is the realm of, you know, the emotional and the reactionary, right? And, yeah. Not the you best know, so way many,
0: to, pers- you know, to move out. Is it emotional? and reactionary are already two things behind the game
1: that's right i mean i mean you're always going to be emotional when it's something like that hey you, you know hey that this person you know they've been grounded they can't they can't fly you know until they get reevaluated or whatever it might be you're emotional because the botanic commander's questioning your judgment and he's now superseding it and you're like hey that's bs man and then that you know being reactive versus responsive, mm-hmm. right? And there is a difference. The reaction is that visceral. Hey, that's bullshit, right? Responsive, you know, responding, you know, like all right, let me think, let Contain me mull it over, let emotion. me understand, and then very deliberately go, all right, I, I get it, I understand, right? But people will say. You want to be, you know, again more, more of an observer, more towards, you know, towards the center of the triangle. And for me, I'm like, what does that look like? And then I happen upon, you know, the the TED model, right? The empowerment dynamic, and that is uh, by a guy named David Emerald wrote wrote a book, The The Power of TED, where he looked at the Cardman Drama Triangle and said, well, if we were to, I'll say adjust those roles? You know, how is it that we would go about extricating ourselves from the drama triangle, which was my question. It's like, well, if you feel yourself ensconced in that, what, you know, what is one to do other than just realize, all right, I'm the persecutor. Well, crap, there's nothing I can do about that. Or, uh, you know, hey, I'm the victim or, you know, whatever. His, his recommendations are as follows. So you'll see in each one of these roles, people have a choice, right. In terms of how it is that they can transcend those roles, which I find to be very helpful.
0: Yeah. Super helpful. Now I'm already seeing.
1: So in terms of the victim, right. They can go from the victim to the creator. And he says, you know, focusing on vision and desired outcome, take full responsibility right? For initiating action to achieve their desired outcome. Bottom line, we'll use the downed pilot or the, uh, you know, the, uh, what would you call that? Not a downed pilot. Well, yeah. Somebody You know, they've been suspended for heaven's sake, you know, but you know, that guy needs to at that point go, all right, clearly, clearly uh, Chief Hastings saw that uh, I wasn't safe that I've done the wrong thing, and I gotta take ownership of that. So I may not like it, but he's the guy with the the, the five thousand hours of stick time man. you know, um, So clearly something is amiss, and I need to own that. and I may not like it. I may feel that maybe that's drastic, especially in a combat theater. But I, I can see what he's saying. Oh, and if exactly. I were to bring a, a, an aircraft down, <laughs> that would be calamitous. That would be horrible. So I need to take ownership and I need to go to him and just say, hey, listen, I own it. What is it What is it that I need to do to remediate that? You know?" And I'm right. certain you would say, you need to do the following and you need to demonstrate to me a level of competence before I'm going to let you back in the air. Boom.
0: Gosh, a person came to me and said, I take full responsibility for not knowing something. I'm going to give a step number one. But- Right. It's not something I heard from a lot of brand new it's, warrant officers or brand new lieutenants because they're trying to prove <laughs> yeah, yeah, themselves, exactly right. you know. Because they feel <laughs> but, it's yeah, an admission it's a mature of thought,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Well, and and I mean, I, I I get it, you know, in terms of people are making, you know, their careers, yeah, and showing, you know, admitting admitting fault. You know, a lot of people are think,ing, "Hey, it's showing weakness." No, you know, versus. All right. No, I got. It. No, I remember being in, in a shoot house. I was on, a, you know, an SOT team, and uh, my my team sergeant was, you know, Sephardic instructor. So Sephardic is, you know, CQB school. And uh, I was fresh out of school. We're doing our, you know, flow drills and all that stuff. Boom, boom. People are in their position, and I pulled a shot, and it was my 18 Delta. He was he was moving in, collapsing in on his sector. And the team sergeant Was just like, "Whoa, hey, sir, that was close. It was a couple feet, you know." And I'm like, "No, I felt comfortable making that shot." And he was just like, "No, no. You, should, you shouldn't have made that shot.
0: You don't get to be." Comfortable and and for that shot. for a yeah. little
1: bit, I'm like, "No, man, I'm good." And mm-hmm. and then and you realize it's just like, "And he's the pro. He's the pro. I was, the, you know, the student. You know, man, mm-hmm. I just fresh out of school. I'm like, yeah, I'm good, man." And at that point, you realize you're like. He's like, I'm going to have you have you sit out this next iteration, do some, you know, dry fire. And I was just like, all right, man. Hey, that's the way of it. You're, 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 you're the dude, you're the guy with the experience. If you feel that way, then I'm not going to second guess that I'm going to go and do the drills. And then I'll, I'll get back into the rotation once, you know, and, and that was that, that's just the way of it, man. And then what happens is you pass
0: and and instead of being a problem, you've passed and you, and we've, done a good thing. We have turned a a bad situation into a good situation. You know, that's right. I like the action that we can take.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. So then there's the challenger, right? And that's from, from the villain and the persecutor, the challenger. So sparks learning by challenging assumptions and the status quo focuses on improvement and development by holding people accountable for taking action. So in your case, you're like, no, you need to do the right thing you need to make some changes in my case my team sergeant's like nah sir hey man you need you need to practice more reevaluate, go through you know dry fire um
0: then come back
1: then come back and there it is Mm -hmm. you know and you're like all right man it wasn't like hey sir you suck
0: (laughs) yeah you're fired you're You're just like hey i
1: think that was a little bit close that's why we're trying that's not a shot i would have made let's let, you know, let's, let's retrain. We're not, we're not, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to do that. So that yeah. was the challenger. That wasn't the persecutor. Yeah. That was him just saying, here's the way of it. Yeah. And, and and this is why, and this is how we're going to make, here's how we're going to make it right. And exactly. then, then, you know, third party coach in your case, I mean, if you had a battalion commander that was kind of weighing in now, here's the difference empowers people through inquiry to gain clarity my experience has been with a lot of the the rescuers. They come in and they really don't know the full situation. They're getting one side of the story. Mm-hmm. Always. And that just has always annoyed me. It's just like, you know, I'm not an idiot. I've led organizations before. You're coming in, you're getting one side of the story, and you're, you know— you're not, yeah. you're not making a well-informed call in some cases, you know, and that's the stuff that you're just like, ah, on the other hand is in the case with the battalion commander in your case, it's maybe the opposite. Maybe it's like, no chief, you're not seeing the full story. And I'm right. going to coach you totally in right. terms of what it is that you're
0: not seeing mm-hmm.
1: and how I'm going to, you know, There's a bigger better.
0: picture that you didn't know about. That's yep.
1: exactly it. I'm going to inquire and say, okay, Hey, got it. Mm-hmm. understand. But let me, you know, let, let me, kind of uh i'll say round out everybody's thinking you know and that to me in terms of a rescuer is the best is where all right before i come in and muck stuff up yeah let me really get a tally of what truly is going on have you
0: ever been a rescuer and and then got burned yes exactly so i remember that coming in just Shutting the door on a company commander and just like letting them have it because you're not giving this person a chance and this person, this and that. And I want to be the person to get, here's your, here's a solution that I'm willing to do. And then it's like, you done? Let me tell you the real story.
1: Right.
0: And <laughs> Let me like, tell you
1: the rest of the story. why. Like, are, are, and you just like, are you oh my serious? God, are you I feel serious? Like dumbass. Oh my gosh, I'm a dumbass Because exactly. I didn't, excuse
0: my legs, but I didn't know the truth, you know? And it's like, you go back to that person and be like, you gave me a partial story. That's right. And I put my professionalism on the line and I like, luckily I was coached, you know.
1: Right, right, right. So you come in as the rescuer again, without the full story and, and
0: yeah. Well, and that's how you learn. So next time that scenario comes and I'm in this position and they come in, "Ah, here comes the rescuer. And I'm like, come here, let me show you something. See that you, you got burned here, and that, I'm not going to beat you up over because I was burned once too. That's or right, or five times, or whatever. No, you know, you, you've
1: got the empathy because now yeah. you know. Getting back to this, interest, you know, introspective and responsive. So what you're striving for is to, all right, I'm not going to react. I'm not going to be emotive. Let me really see things for what they are. Right. Let me truly understand the roles. Let me transition, you know, from those we'll call them the lesser roles to something a little bit more enlightened. And it's the case that you know that you pointed out. Now you can kind of be at that meta level, kind of above it all, above the fray, <laughs> yeah. and be like, I'm 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 not gonna fall prey to, to, this the, again. to the same BS yeah. again. I'm gonna see it for what it is. And the other thing too is also calling it out, you know. Um, and when I say calling it out, not being, you know, quit being a victim, you know, quit being a whiner, but you know when Some you see it for teach. what it is, yeah. you're like, all right, man, hey. You you can get past this. Yeah, you know you're a good pilot. You, you just made some errors, and I saw a trend that I didn't like. You can get past this. Don't yeah. play the victim, man. You you're, you're a good pilot. I believe in you. There it is, right? The challenger, same thing. It's just like, no, man. Hey, you're not a draconian jerk. You know, you're you're upholding a standard. Yeah. You know, and that's cool, and you know, fully understand that. You know, and the coach is just all right. Let me get the full story, man. Yeah. You know, let me not weigh in in the middle of things,
0: muck everything up. But chances are there's not all factors out on the table.
1: That is exactly it. And I'd say the better you play those roles, you know, and identify, you know, what's what, that I think is probably the clearest and best way of avoiding the, the Cardman drama triangle. Now... That said, right? So I'll say, our, our parting shot in terms of, in terms of this is one, avoid the drama triangle yeah. <laughs> in, as, in as much as you can. And some of that might be getting back to our five people, you know, and I know it's probably unrealistic, but don't be around. I mean, we all know people that that's all that it is. it's drama. They're, they're not very self-aware. You know, it's everyone else's fault. And no matter what, you're going to find yourself there. So avoid that as much as possible. But even with the best of people, especially alpha types that are like, no, I will achieve, I will do this, I will do, you might find yourself in there. But avoid the the triangle as much as possible. Extricate yourself by transitioning, right, as we showed, from victim or villain to rescuer to creator, challenger, or coach, so transcend that, but you've like got to be lot. able to, you've got to be able to call it out, you know, so that's important. Last thing I'll say, and I think we've all been in situations like this, and I'm not at all going to say that when in situations like this, I've always handled them exceedingly well. You know, there are times when, you know, you just get abrupt, you get hurt, you know, you're, you're, you're curt, you're like, all right, I'm tired of this BS, you know, quit playing the victim. it's just like, you know, so I'm never going to go and say that when, in you know, when Immersed in that, I've always done it well. But there are times I've had experiences, and I'm sure you have too, where if people aren't willing to make that transition, that no matter what, they're going to play the victim. No matter how much you explain it to them. No matter how much you explain that, no, I can't pay you for not coming to work. Yeah. Oh, but I need the money. Didn't work. I don't really <laughs> <Yeah>. care. <laughs> right. you know, And I don't care how, how many other people feel sorry for you and want me to pay you for not working, I can't do that. I am not willing to do that. I'm explaining it to you, you're not listening, you're not going that, fine. We need to then part ways. So that's that. So, you know, you need to decide whether they're on your team. I'll say particularly your five people. Maybe if people like that exist in your group of five, they need not,
0: Mm. so. The group of five.
1: So that's it, brother. Parting shots.
0: How about five people go share this with five That's people right. and help right. us grow. That'd be, That'd be awesome. Fantastic. I yeah. appreciate you, man. Thanks, man. Boom. Boom. Hi, Matt Hastings here sending a thank you for watching this episode of the Warriors Ascent podcast. You know, we strive to build a community of warriors made up of our nation's veterans and first responders and to reach as many of those in need as possible. We need your help. Please just smash that like button and comment or share our content. Warriors Ascent is a Kansas City-based nonprofit that aids veterans and first responders with PTS. I went through this effective program and want those that are struggling to find what I found. Check us out on our website at warriorsdescent.org.